Good morning, guys. Hello. Happy Friday. How are we? I'm recording this episode in New York on Thursday uh, because I'm flying to London tonight and I will be in my hometown of London on Friday. God, it feels so good to be in New York. I obviously took JetBlue, my boyfriend, um, over and I truly played myself, you guys, because when I got on the plane, I was like, oh, I never watch movies on the plane anymore. I just play on my phone or I watch TV on my phone. I'm just like not vibing with with movies. By the way, who died and made me the authority on movies? No one. But as you probably have seen over the past couple of weeks, I have very strong opinions about movies sidebar. So I get on the plane and I'm all cozy in my mint pod and my phone, there's no internet, like immediately there's no internet. And I was like, mm, this is going to be a long flight. So I thought, fuck it. I'm going to watch a movie. And, um, it's funny because one of you DM'd me right before I took off and I saw it and, and said, Oh, you should watch that movie. Lost city. Uh, the lost city. I think it's just called the lost city. I kept wanting to call it the lost city of D, which is what I personally would have called the movie. Um, but I was like, okay, sure. I'll take your recommendations. You guys always have great recommendations and you, you definitely know my humor by now. You know what I like this movie has Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. It's so funny, you guys. And it's, I I'm shocked because the fact that I saw Mav- uh, Top Gun Maverick and was like raving, like literally my favorite movie. And then I see this movie a few weeks later. I don't know. Maybe the tides are turning. I'll tell you why I loved it. It was very goofy. And you guys know that I love that humor, that complete goofy humor that's very also fast. Like the writing was very fast and, and snappy, but also so goofy. And there's nothing better to me than when a massive celebrity of which there are multiple in this movie makes fun of themselves. And you can just tell they're just, they're taking the piss. Is that a phrase in America and England? We say taking the mick, taking the piss. So anyway, I got to gear up because I'm going home. Brad Pitt, hilarious, absolutely hilarious in this movie. He has like a, an extended cameo. And then obviously Sandra Bullock is a goddess among the rest of us. She is 57, you guys. Did you know that? 57, almost 58. So on our list of people's skincare to stock, we so far we have Sienna Miller because I watched that show, Anatomy of a Scandal, and I was like, what the hell, you're aging backwards. And then secondly, Sandra Bullock, because I whatever fountain of youth she's drinking from, we got to find it and bottle it and take it home with us because holy hell. I love Sandra Bullock because she just feels like she would be so fun to hang out with doesn't take herself seriously, fucking good at her job, has given us so many good movies. I mean, Miss Congeniality, The Blind Side. I think that's maybe my favorite role of hers is The Blind Side. Um, she's iconic and she is such a leading lady. I sometimes think about like the next generation of women in film, kind of like those leading ladies roles. And I think about Jennifer Aniston, Sandra Bullock, Kate Hudson. And I, and when I think about the younger gang, I I don't know that I can uh, articulate who they're going to be yet. I guess it's probably because I'm like out of the swing of watching movies. Maybe it's like some of those Netflix people, I guess Zendaya, obviously she's amazing. She's like the, the number one leading lady right now. Um, interesting. I wonder if maybe film is just changing and we won't have those kind of like five main people who are just in everything. Anyway, this movie is fucking hilarious. 
go see it or stream it because I'm so behind. It's no longer in movie theaters. Uh, Channing Tatum, obviously, Snack, obviously, Daddy, obviously, in- incredibly easy on the eyes. And he's funny too. Rare that you get a guy who is that hot and that funny. I think he's a, re- I think he's a good actor. I do. I don't know if he's still dating Zoe Kravitz, but like, what a beautiful couple. Stunning. Stunning. Uh, he is a walking Abercrombie uh, ad. He, he actually was an Abercrombie model when I was watching that Abercrombie documentary on Netflix. They they showed, I think he was in one or something, but he's hot and funny, which like, what more could you ask for? I also put up a, um, a little picture in the movie it, when I was watching the movie of a there's this part where Sandra Bullock takes a shot of tequila and it's John Julio and the label is facing outwards. And I was like, you guys, do you think that that's product placement? And you guys were like, come on, Tinks. Are you naive? Are you an idiot? Of course that's product placement. I, I don't know. It, that one didn't bother me. Sometimes I think with the Netflix movies, they go too hard. Like there's, I can't remember. It was like a young adult movie that I was watching on Netflix and it was really cute, but every fucking scene was like, Hello, would you like to meet for some Doritos Cool Ranch flavor, perhaps? Oh, yes, I would love some Doritos Cool Ranch. Might I wash them down with a Mountain Dew? And it's like, okay, like maybe one or two in a movie is fine, but not not that many. So another stunning movie review, I would give it a phone level one. Yeah, I would give it a phone level one. And only because I was like on the plane. It was honestly hilarious. And you know me, that G word, goofy. Love a goofy person. Love a goofy celebrity. Love a goofy movie. (laughs) A goofy movie is actually an unbelievable film too. I could could do an entire podcast around a goofy movie. And I might. So I'm waving to my lovely producer, Steve, to remind me of that. So I'm in New York and... If you've ever lived in New York or visited for an extended period of time, you know the absolute cracked out feeling that you get when the weather is perfect and you are strutting down the sidewalk and you are listening to your music and it's just, it's strange heaven, okay? It is strange heaven. It is a particular feeling and it, all, it can only be in New York, okay? I strut in LA. I go on my rich mom walks everywhere. I listen to music everywhere. There's something about New York. And I think that that's why people, one of the reasons that people love it so much is it has this ineffable energy that is just, oh, you land in New York and you're like, I only need two hours of sleep. What is sleep? Of course I can walk 14 miles. What? That's nothing. You have kind of superpowers when you, when you are in New York. So yesterday I was like walking around the city with my headphones on. I have to say that the best type of music, I mean, it's whatever mood you're in. I love listening to Jess Glynn. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Glynn, whatever. I love her. And my team knows that that's always the music that I pick when I'm on set because it's very upbeat and happy and poppy, but not too intense. If you haven't strutted to Jess Glynn, please do me a favor. Heck, fuck it. I'm going to say it. Pause this podcast. Get your headphones. Go outside. uh, Put on one of her number one tracks and just strut down the sidewalk and just see how you feel. Because mm, it might be better than sex. Might be on par with therapy. Just go do it, especially if you live in New York. Anyway, I was on my strut, my rich mom strut, and I walked by Citibank um, and it's in Tribeca. And I just saw 
all of the blue Brooks Brothers shirts, a sea of blue Brooks Brothers button downs. And I thought to myself, it's intern season, baby. It is intern season. This is the week where I'm very bad at math. I don't know. I want to say thousands, maybe a hundred thousand kids come to New York for the summer and they are all staying in their little dorms, their little Airbnb rented, you know, tiny flats and they come to intern. And I was also thinking about that because on, on Wednesday show, one of my sweet followers wrote in and, and, or called in and said, you know, I'm, I'm about to be an intern all summer. What's your tips? And I just looked at that sea of blue Brooks, Brooks Brothers shirt. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. The first thing that came to my mind was the sweat patches. Tanks, you're mentally ill. Why are you thinking about people's sweat patches? Well, because when I was an intern and I, and I was always see the guys, you know, when we would go get our little salad, like Lenwich or whatever those places are, uh, just salad, you know, all those places, uh, I would see the guys in those shirts and I just felt so bad for them because New York is hotter than the devil's asshole in summer. Okay. If you've never been in New York on like August 3rd, you don't know what it means to be hot. Okay. If you've never worn a theory, um, little black dress with a little blazer and Ann Taylor pumps and carried a um, garment bag full of heavy clothes across town on the subway in mid-July, you don't know what it means to be hot. And I, I'm that's from experience. I'm projecting 100%. But when I think back to my interning days, and I interned in New York every summer. From the time I was 16, I persuaded my, my parents. I was like, please, I want to go work in the city in the summer when I was like 16. So I was very lucky that they, they let me go do it. And the, I have a million great memories and a million great stories that I could tell you guys. But the number one thing that comes to my mind right now is holy shit, it's hot. And I always felt bad for the guys because they had sweat patches. And I was like, damn, I'm so lucky that I get to wear like a little black dress because I sweat like a motherfucker and I would not be okay if I had to wear a button down. I have the best memories from interning in New York, especially when I was in college and I was like living with friends. I had one, one year where I lived with these girls who bullied the fucking shit out of me. And I can't believe I haven't told you guys about that before. Basically. I lived with these three girls and I didn't really know them. It was like through a friend and they hated me. Like they were older than me. They had just graduated college and I was subletting a room for the summer and they fucking hated me. And it was the kind of thing where I like persuaded my mom to, to let me do it because one of the the girl who I knew was like older and cooler. And I like worshiped her and she was like, yeah, you can sublet this room in my, in my apartment, but I'm not going to be there. Only the other girls are. They hated my guts. It was so bad, you guys, to the point where I would like cry myself to sleep. And it was a very small apartment. You know, New York, it was like, like I had a twin bed and I was like in my twin bed. Like there wasn't any room (laughs) in the room and I couldn't go sit in the kitchen because they were always there. So I would literally sit in my twin bed. I had a boyfriend at the time and I remember just sobbing to him on the phone being like, they're going to like pour like milk in my bed. They hate me so much. Like I can't do anything. And I, I'll never forget. They like, they thought it was really uncool that I wanted to lock the door at night. They were like, 
how would we get in if we're going to be drunk? And I was like, well, I, I mean, we live in New York city. Like, aren't you afraid that we live in a walk up and you just are going to like, leave it open. And they were like, you're so lame. That's funny because I was just talking about on Instagram, how I'm very rule abiding. And I just like, it, it made me so panicked. It made me so panicked. I actually hired a locksmith to come and put a lock on my bedroom door because I was scared shitless. I was like 20 years old and these three girls hated my guts and they were like, no, we're leaving the door open all night because we like to go out and whatever. And I was like, oh fuck. Okay. So I got a locksmith to come and put a lock on my door. I was very afraid. Anyway, that was a sidebar, (laughs) but interning in New York is great. I promise. Aside from that weird living situation, I still had an amazing summer because there's so many young people in New York and interning in New York is unbelievable because it's literally, it's like rent the runway for life, right? You're just trying it on for size. You're literally just putting it on and being like, do I like this? You're cosplaying living in New York as a young person, but you don't have the commitment of like signing a lease or taking a full-time job. So savor, savor those moments. If you're an intern, it's truly, truly the best. I am having such, such fond thoughts of New York right now. I went to Jack's coffee each morning. You guys know I'm completely obsessed with Jack's coffee. It's just the best tasting coffee. I usually don't like cold brew, but it's, it's jet fuel and it's absolutely phenomenal. I am trying to cut down my coffee intake, which is literally the most boring thing. And I always used to like roll my eyes when people would be like, Oh, I'm trying to cut down my coffee because I think I was in denial. Like, I think I was projecting because I'm so addicted to coffee that whenever anyone would do that, I was like, oh, why would you do that? When really it's just because like, I don't have the strength to do it. And that is also a metaphor for a lot of other things too, guys. Um, But I'm really trying to stick to one coffee a day, but it's so hard when I'm in New York because there's so many delicious coffee shops at every turn. And all I want to do is get like 19 coffees a day. The reason that I'm trying to cut down on coffee is a sleep issues, insomniac gang, where are you at represent and also Mr. Anxiety, because let me tell you, he fucking loves coffee. This guy gets up in the morning and he's like, where are we getting cappuccinos? And I'm like, can I brush my teeth first before we just before we drink this anxiety juice? And he's like, I need I need I need the cappuccino. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) okay, buddy. Anyway, so I'm trying to cut him off. I'm trying to do one coffee a day. That's it for real, for real. It's tough. I hate giving up things I love. That also means I'm getting older because when you're younger, you're like, fuck it. I'm going to have 12 lattes with reckless abandon. I also went to Pilates while I was here and I'm not going to say where because, um, you know, when you go to a workout class and the, the teacher just decides that you're the worst in the class, you have no idea why, even though you've done the class before and they just decide that you are the worst in the class and they keep saying things like you can take a modification. You, do you know, do you know how to adjust your foot bar? Do you want me, you want me to do it for you? Oh, oh, you're going red spring. Okay. I would have thought maybe more yellow for you. And look, I hold my hand up. If I'm shitty at Pilates, for sure. I mean, I probably am. I definitely am, (laughs) but, but like you just feel so lame and dumb when they do that. 
And then it makes you self-conscious. And the whole time I was thinking like, don't fall, don't fall. You have to prove that you're good at Pilates. And usually I don't engage in this shit because I'm like, if I'm paying for a workout class, it is for me. Like it is for me. It is for me to be away from my phone for an hour. It is for me to relax. But today it really got to me. I was like, oh my God, she thinks I'm so bad at Pilates. This is so embarrassing. It was still a lovely sesh. Great to great to get the movement in before a flight. That is one of my big tips. If you're going on a long haul flight, always try to get movement in guys. I had this full circle moment. I want to tell you about a lot of you write to me in the wake of losing a job or not getting a job that you really wanted or being rejected from a person that you wanted to date. You, a lot of you write to me like in that moment and you're like, why, why, what can I do to feel better? And I'm telling you this story because I, first of all, I don't think I've told it to you before. And secondly, because I know that sometimes with influencers or people who are older than you, it can feel like, oh my God, their life always worked out. And like, they, they just have it together. I mean, you probably don't think that about me, but just in case here's a story. So I was walking into Sirius HQ and it's this big, beautiful, fancy building. Look at me sucking Sirius's dick right now. Stunning, stunning building. I loved it. The artwork is gorgeous. And even though I go to the Sirius office in LA, which is also beautiful, like this one just felt, you know, it's New York City. It's fucking the big Sirius. Okay, whatever. Anyway, and I go in and I'm like recording my live radio show and I never told you guys this, but right when I started TikTok, so summer 2020, I got a call from a producer and he worked at this station called K-Rock in LA. And I was still so new to LA. I didn't know how uh, prestigious that was and what a big deal it was. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he was like, there's this morning show called with Stryker and Klein. Again, I'm a fucking idiot. I had no idea who they were. I looked them up. Pretty big deal. Pretty legendary in the audio radio space. And he was like, they need a third mic they need, they need someone else. And he was like, I just found you on TikTok. And I like really have a hunch that you'd be good for, for radio. And I never, I never done radio before in my life. I took one class at Stanford, but I like failed out of it. Cause I couldn't do the switchboard thing. I was like, Oh my God, I am going to get this job. And it is going to glue my life together because it was so early on. I want to say it was like May or June of 2020. So I was still uh, not really employed. I was doing odd jobs and, but I had started the TikTok thing. And in my mind, I thought if I could get this radio job, it would make everything else make sense. It would make, you know, everybody feel like I, I did have my life together and it would validate that I wanted to be in entertainment because I was really enjoying the TikTok stuff already. I was like, this is going to make it all better. The job was six days a week and you had to get up at 4:30 in the morning. And my friends and family were like, first of all, okay, well, like tanks, slow your roll. Like this isn't the be all and end all of, of all life. And I was like, yes, it is. And then they were like, are you really going to get up at 4.30 in the morning every day for the next couple of years? And I was like, yeah, duh, of course. You know, when you just blindly, it's kind of like reverse box theory, but for jobs. Okay. I, that's what I had for, for this job. So I go in, we do a test. It goes okay. And listen, if I were those guys, I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, why is this random girl who doesn't have a job, who's from TikTok trying out for our show when we've been in radio for years, like whatever I would, I would be like, what the hell? But, um, 
you know, it was fun and I, I loved it and I really wanted it. And so they said, we're going to have you do a full week, a full week trial of being the third mic. And the third mic is kind of like, you know, not one of the main hosts, but just someone to bounce off of. And I was trying so hard to be funny. You guys, you have no idea. I was going out of my mind. And of course, as soon as you try to be funny, you're not funny. And I just cleared my schedule. I'm like freaking out. I'm telling everyone like, this is my dream job. I'm like trying to manifest it. I'm doing fucking spells in my apartment in Los Angeles. And I do the week, I do the week trial. And I remember that I woke up at four every single morning and, um, I went to the Starbucks near Cedar Sinai. Cause it was the only one that was open that early. And I tried so hard. I was like, you know, when you try too hard and it just, you can feel yourself trying too hard. You just are in your head and you're like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not giving my best. I'm not doing my, my best. And sure enough, at the end of the week, and then you start to choke, right? Cause then you start to tell you, you get in your own head. You're like, oh, you're not doing a good job. And then you don't do a good job. They call me at the end of the week. And the producer was like, I'm sorry. Like you didn't get it. It was a bummer, but I do think you have talent, whatever. I was catatonic. I was so distraught. I thought my life was over. I was like, I am going to be the 30 year old who moves back home. I am such a fucking loser. Like nothing in my life makes sense. I can't believe I didn't get this job. Like, yeah, I love TikTok, but like, where can that really go? Um, and sometimes in life, you don't get things or jobs or people because there is something so much bigger coming for you. And you can't sit in the moment. You can't, you just have to have faith. You just have to listen to the people around you and listen to books and, or read books and podcasts and whatever that, that remind you that something greater is coming. And this is not woo woo guys. This is life. Okay. This is life. Haven't you ever had it where um, you're in a relationship and you're so fucking in love and you think back to some person that you were all like bajiggity about you, like had your panties in a wad about some person. And you think the fact that I thought I liked them when now this is the love that I'm in is insane to me. That's true with all areas of life. And listen, it might not be a week or six months. It might be like a year or two years later, but something bigger is coming. Something better is coming. And I had this like immense moment of gratitude when I was uh, recording in the fancy serious office. And I was like, I have my own show where I get to talk to my community and my followers directly, which is the happiest hour of my week still. And thank God I didn't get that job. So you have to have faith in those moments. It hurts like hell. And it's definitely a muscle that you have to build up. It's not just like something that you can read and be like, okay, well, I get it. Like, I'm sure some of you are listening to me. I'm sure some of you have recently not gotten jobs or gotten rejected or whatever and thinking, okay, whatever tanks. Like, I just wish I had gotten that job and that's okay. And that's fine. But if you've ever trusted me or you've ever believed something that I've said, then, then hear this, something greater is coming for you. I don't need to end on a mantra because that was preachy enough. I love you guys so, so much. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic weekend and I cannot wait to pod from London on Monday. Let me know if there's any specific content you want to see. Lord knows I will be filming a lot of the caterpillar cake uh, hysteria because I've started a riot and I, and I know that I need to do something about it. Have a great weekend, guys. I love you. Bye. Bye.